The Pentagon has fired its first salvo in a crackdown on what its officials have called price gouging in the military spare parts market. In a highly unusual move, top procurement officials are targeting one particular company called Transdime. They're telling DOD contracting officers to demand extra pricing documentation whenever they deal with that company or its subsidiaries. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has been following the Transdime story for the past several months, and he joins me with more on the latest. Well, immediately after this came out, their stock price rose a little bit. But beyond that, Jared, how unusual is this move? I have never seen anything quite like this. It's unusual in several ways. And I I think, you know, first and foremost, that a DOD acquisition policy memo is singling out one company for different treatment, Um, you know, regardless of what you may think of that company or what what it has done in the past with its procurement actions. I've never seen a policy memo call out a company by name. But but as you said, this would essentially require all DOD contracting officers when they're dealing with Transdime or any of its subsidiaries to obtain at least uncertified cost and pricing data when they're buying something that they have deemed to be not not something that that they're buying in a competitive transaction. In other words, when there's one when there's two or more offerers. And and one thing that the memo points out is they they think Transdime has gotten around that competition requirement just in the fact that they may there may be, you know, two or more you know, third-party vendors selling Transdime parts, but Transdime's actually the one setting the prices. So if that's that's not real competition, and this memo also directs DoD contracting officers to not consider that adequate competition, and as a consequence, go at least ask for certified cost and pricing data. Actually, I should amend that. The memo doesn't actually say ask for because contracting officers have been asking for this 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 kind of data from Transdime and its subsidiaries in the past. They've been told no, and they've had to just buy the parts at and whatever prices Transdime or its subsidiaries were offering. This tells contracting officers that they are directed to require the submission of this cost and pricing data to, to support Transdime's prices. Although it does it say... It's interesting to see how far they get with that. It does say submission of uncertified cost or pricing data since they can't get it certified, I guess. Well, yeah, that, that and that really is just because these most of these contract auction actions are below the Truth and Negotiations Act threshold. If they're above that threshold, generally they would require certified cost and pricing data, which just means that the company's transactions and accounting are handled by a DOD-approved cost accounting system. When they're below the threshold, you can use uncertified cost and pricing data. But but up until this point, that has not been required. The company's been completely free to say no, and technically they still are. So that's another reason this memo is a little bit unusual, because it doesn't place any new legal burdens on Transdime. It just creates an obligation for the contracting officer to insist on something. But, it, you know, th- it's still completely plausible that Transdime could continue to decline those requests and say, here's our price, take it or leave it. Well, their homepage says proprietary aerospace products with significant aftermarket. So aftermarket plus proprietary means they've got DOD over the barrel, I think, in a number of cases. What's interesting about this company, too, is it looks like a really it was formed to acquire many, many other small companies because they've got about, what, 50, 60. There's a whole list here from DOD, the appendix to that memo of the 
actual companies that they do business with. It's not right. trans Almost time. three and a half pages, yeah. Yeah, and so it looks like a holding company. And there are different ways to put this. I mean, the, the, to, to hear the House Oversight Committee describe the company's business strategy, it's basically to go out and acquire companies where that company is either the sole manufacturer or the sole intellectual property holder for that particular part, and then jack up the prices thereafter. Transdime denies that, that that's the case. They say they do reevaluate pricing after acquisitions, but they pursue, in their terms, what they call a value-based pricing model, where they they charge their customers not just DoD what they think the price that what the part is worth to them, not just what it costs to manufacture. And they would also point out that there's a lot of development work and intellectual property work, uh, intellectual property development work that goes into creating that part. So it's not just the, the, the cost of the raw materials, they would say, that, that they've and their company officials testifying before Congress have kind of analogized it to the razor, razor blade model. So you, you buy the razor at a relatively low price, and then you, the company, make up your costs in the aftermarket by continuing to charge very high prices for razor blade refills. You can question whether that exact analogy applies to the military spare parts market, but that's uh, that's their analogy anyway. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. They've been good at it. They're to the tune of $3.8 billion in revenue last year. And is there any evidence that DOD is thinking of shifting to a policy of perhaps pre-ordering when they know the wear-out rates of certain aerospace parts and somehow getting a just-in-time system going and negotiating before they have that direct need. It's a good question. I mean, one one thing that they could do is, you know, one side effect of doing something to what similar to what you're saying is the order sizes would be larger and they would therefore be above that TINA threshold that we mentioned before. And, and, and the company would then, by law, have to turn over the, the, the cost and pricing data. So the contracting officers would have a much better sense of whether they believe they're getting a fair and reasonable price. I think the longer term solution, and I think defense procurement officials would say this, is to just have smarter intellectual property policies when you're setting about an acquisition in the first place so that you don't get locked into this long-term situation where the only supplier of a particular part that has to go on a weapon system for it to be able to uh, fly comes from one supplier. So negotiate your intellectual property in a smarter way beforehand so that you can compete those spare parts in, in you know once a, once a weapon system goes into sustainment. And if you can't do that, manufacture them yourself through 3D printing. Right now, under a lot of these, in a lot of these weapon systems, neither one of those things are, are really feasible. So they are, they are locked into this situation where there is only one supplier and they, they pay what the company demands. Yeah, the Navy last year made a steam trap with additive manufacturing, not right. real high-tech part, but it was the first part. And I guess the other question is the OEMs on these weapon systems. Why don't they stay in the parts business if it's so lucrative? They seem to give it up to the trans dimes of the world. Yeah, it, 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 I, th- I think part of that is because the OEMs subcontract a lot of these parts out in the first place. You have to keep in mind a lot of the the, the parts that Transdime and its subsidiaries manufacture are not that technologically complex. They tend to be, you know, very small parts like clutch discs and actuator valves that 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 are not super complicated in and of themselves, but do have 
have to be manufactured to very rigorous standards that have to be mill spec, which is part of the reason that they are that they tend to be pricey in the first place. But as the IG as the IG pointed out in its report, you know, pricey is one thing, but going, you know, you know, to profit margins of a thousand percent or more compared to what your underlying cost structure is, is something different entirely. So, again, just to repeat some of those findings from back in February, the IG took a sample of 47 parts that Transdime sold to DOD, uh, to, to the Army and the Defense Logistics Agency. The worst case they found was a 4,400% markup on one particular part, but 17 out of those 47 had profit margins of 1,000% or more. I should say, none of this appears to be illegal. There is no allegation, there's no, been no allegation made by the IG, by any of the folks on the Hill who are pressing this matter, that anyone in DOD contracting officers did anything illegal, or that Transdime has done anything illegal by, um, by you know, insisting on the prices that it's been getting. And so far, no reaction that you've been able to get from Transdime or any of the affected parties in DOD? We have reached out to Transdime, have not heard anything back so far. I did just get a statement, in fact, from Congressman Ro Khanna, who is uh, the chairman of the relevant House Oversight Subcommittee, who's really been leading the charge on this this investigation, and and uh, which was really a follow up to what the DoD IG did. And he says he supports this new policy from DoD. He, uh, just quoting here, he says it's more than evident that Transdime can't be trusted, so singling them out is warranted. Transdime is price gouging both the DoD and the American taxpayer. Singling them out is is an interesting question here because I will say that the DOD IG report was very careful to point out that this is not solely a transdime problem. It is more of a policy issue, and it's something that DOD can get itself into any time when it's dealing in a non-competitive environment where most of the most of the buys are below that TINA threshold, and contracting officers really have no ability to see the company's underlying costs and have really no insight into whether they're getting a fair and reasonable price. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.